Hello, Remnant Warriors. Thank you so much for tuning in to this broadcast. I was sleeping last night and the Lord woke me up. Have you ever been awakened in the middle of the night? That's when the Lord often speaks to me. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, he likes to speak to me in the middle of the night, probably because I am, uh, you know, by myself, you know, obviously I'm in bed with my wife and everything, but you know, I'm most apt to listen to him when it's quiet and uh, I can sneak out of the room and go into the other room and really listen to the Holy Spirit and what God's trying to speak to me. Because I've found that when he wakes me up in the middle of the night, you know, there's usually a reason. And so last night he woke me up in the middle of the night and I heard something very distinctly. Uh, so as you guys are tuning in, thank you for tuning into this broadcast. I so appreciate you. I hope you're having a blessed day so far but I definitely wanted to share this with you because I think there's something to this. And I really believe the Lord is speaking in this time to his church, the real church, the ecclesia, the body of Christ that are praying, that are fasting, that are believing for breakthrough. The Lord is saying, do not grow weary in doing good. I know that is not always the easiest thing for us to do because we have a propensity in our humanity to wanna get tired to want to get weary, it, we have been through a season unlike probably anything that most of us have ever walked through in our life, in our Christian walk, and it is uh, taking us to new levels. And so I think the Lord is promoting his remnant. I know that sounds crazy, but I really believe the Lord is actually promoting his remnant. And before I get into this word, I will tell you, I know many of you are dealing with real challenges at your job. I'm reading your emails. I'm hearing your voice messages. I'm seeing the different communications that are coming from so many of you that are just precious people that have worked at a job for many, many years. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, you're being told you got to take something, the Fauci ouchie, and uh, you know, you're being challenged in your faith, you know, and I tell you, you got to pray about it. I'm not going to give you advice. You got to go to the Lord on it. You know, I know some of you have taken it. Others of you haven't. Uh, but I really believe I'm, I feel that these people, especially people of faith and people of God that are telling people, to take it, I don't think that's something that we should be doing. And I've shared that uh, many times. I don't think a pastor or you know anybody in the in the faith community should be saying, "Hey, you need to take this. Do your duty." I, I, I'm against that 100%. I'm for freedom. Uh, I believe the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Most of you that have been following me, especially on the podcast, know where I stand on this, um, and I will get into that again soon in another video. But today, I want to share what God has put on my heart because I feel like it's a real now word. And so let's just pray right now. I hope you don't mind. Let's pray because I really want this to be the Lord speaking. I don't want it to be me speaking. And so let's just pray and invite his anointing as I share this word. So Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for each and every person that's tuned in today. And I pray this would be encouragement, but it would also strengthen us in our faith and that this word would be of you and not of me or not of flesh. But Lord God, it would be as you intend it to be spoke today. And so we give you the glory and we ask for your presence in this video. In Jesus' name, amen. So yeah, I, first I just want you to know we're praying for you, but I feel like if you're being challenged at your job and if you're really going through H-E-L-L at your job, and some of you are, the word that the Lord has spoken. Now remember, the Lord said complete victory for his remnant, complete victory. And I keep mulling over that because I'm like, how is it complete victory? We're going through like such a challenging time. I mean, our faith is being challenged. Our, you know, everything's being challenged. And, and how is the word complete victory? But what I really am seeing 
as the Lord manifests in this through the power of his Holy Spirit and as he's taking us in this journey. I believe we're going deeper in our faith walk. Many of you have, have wrote me and told me that you, you know, you've recently recommitted your heart to the Lord, some of you for the first time. And so we're going deeper in our faith and we're, we're learning how to be overcomers. We're learning how to separate from the world, be in it, but not of it. And I, that makes sense to me then when I understand the word of the Lord, complete victory, because it's complete victory for his body, his true body. I'm not talking about those that are, you know, the church of Laodicea that have allowed leaven that are, you know, compromised. I'm talking about those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those that truly desire to put on the full armor of God every day and not to grow weary in doing good. And so if that's you, which I believe it is, then the word is complete victory for you. That God is going to get us through this. Not only is he going to protect us, but we're going to come out ahead. And so if your job has been terminated, I believe the Lord is going to give you a promotion. It might not be at the same job. You might need to be taken out of whatever job you're in. And that's, it's okay, you know, because the Lord is with us even until the end of the age. And just as he's done for me, where he's provided and given me the manna that I need in each season, I believe he's going to do the same for you. In fact, he takes care of the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. How much more will he take care of you? He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. We're believing that everything that you, you know, if you give in a tithe and an offering, it will be given back, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And that's the word of the Lord, complete victory for you. So I believe you're going to get a promotion, even if you're being tested right now. It's kind of like Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego. When they went into the fiery furnace, the people, the guards that put them into the furnace died. The guards died because it was so hot and that heat was intended to absolutely torch them. But instead of them being torched, they came out unscathed and the Lord was in the furnace with them. And I believe the Lord is in the furnace with you if you're going through a refiner's fire moment. And I believe you're going to come out untouched and unscathed. And in fact, a promotion where I'm already seeing, by the way, the testimony. Several of you have written me and told me, Pastor Todd, I was challenged but we prayed and we believed and now the Lord has opened another opportunity. It's even better and I don't have to you know, take it. And so thank you, Jesus. And so hallelujah, that's what I'm believing. So the word that the Lord gave me, and I'm gonna have to read some of this, okay? So forgive me for not looking at the camera. I'm gonna have to read some of this, but this is the word of the Lord from last night when he woke me up and I was up for probably two or three hours after this because I was thinking about this and what the Lord was saying. And he's saying, come out, from among them, come out from among them. Okay, we've been living in a society that has been promoting what's good is bad, what's bad is good. Look at what's happening. I mean, all you have to do is look at Hollywood, you know, look at the government under Joe Biden, his administration and the things that they're doing. What's good is evil, what's evil is good. They're trying to divide us. They're trying to, look, look at all the things that are happening, right? We know Cloward and Piven. We know the strategy from the book Rules for Radicals, which you can look into, that was literally dedicated to Lucifer. So we're not, you know, uneducated on these things. We understand the plan. We understand the agenda. And that's why in our spirit, we're feeling what we're feeling right now. Many of us are feeling, you know, a lot of tenseness, uh, stress. You know, we're, we're understanding, we're discerning. There's a wickedness. There's a wicked agenda right now and we're seeing it play out. And that's why, you know, we're not so quick to just trust what these people are saying. You know, there's, there's, there's discernment. It's the Lord. I really believe the Lord is giving his remnant discernment. And that's what we've been praying for advanced discernment to understand and be able to navigate through this challenging time. 
and to be able to come out ahead and in complete victory. So this is, this is a whole new level for us. Hallelujah. We're going deeper, and I really believe that's the intention of the Lord, allowing this to happen, because every time the people of God were put in some type of testing situation like this, what happened eventually is they grew deeper in their faith, and the, those that came out, those that went through it, came out on top and in victory, and usually with a double portion. I mean, think of Job and his situation when he was tried and tested, and the Lord allowed certain things to come, you know, happen to him. He came out with a double portion. And so I'm believing for a double portion, but the church, the body, we had to go deeper because we were in a horrible spot. Let's just be honest, especially in the Western world, you know, where we were relying more on chemical medications than we were, we were relying on what the Word of God says, lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. Right, we, you know, a lot of people that call themselves Christians don't even believe that miracles, signs, and wonders can happen today. And you know, I'm an evangelist, I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher. I'll tell you, I see miracles all the time. So that's that's so bizarre for me to think. But there's a lot of people. I'm just going to be honest that don't think miracles can happen today. So God has to re, you know, uh, remind us, like in Nehemiah, when the people had a revival and they rebuilt the wall. You know, God is reminding us of the God that we serve, who sits on the throne of glory, what he's able to do, what we're able to do, who we are in Jesus Christ, putting on the full armor of God, what we're capable of in changing the atmosphere and changing the situation. We know that the battle is not against flesh and blood, although it's manifesting in the natural. We know it's against strongholds and principalities. And so that's why on Sunday, We've been talking about spiritual warfare and we've been talking about who we are in Jesus Christ because these are all things that are key for us to understand as we go deeper. So now, all that established, we've talked about Joel chapter two. We've talked about 2 Chronicles 7. We've talked about uh, Psalm 64. You know, we had the decree and the, and the fast that went for 40 days and the Lord spoke a lot during that fast. Now this is the newest thing that the Lord put on my heart, which I want to share with you. And I believe it's of the Lord. I believe it's a word of the Lord uh, as he woke me up in the middle of the night last night. So uh, here's what he says. And again, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to look at you for a moment here, but God said, come out from among them. What does this actually mean? Well, in 2 Corinthians 6, 19, I'm sorry, 6, 17, it says this, okay? 2 Corinthians 6, 17, it says this. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch any unclean thing, and I will welcome you. And the clause come out from among them is a reference to the passage in Isaiah. So we're going to look at what passage in Isaiah he's talking about. So it's Isaiah 52, 11. Isaiah 52, 11. And it speaks of the Israelites who are returning from exile in Egypt when Jerusalem fell. Many of the people were carried away to Babylon. Remember that? But some of the people fled to Egypt. This is how the Egypt thing started. Remember this? Thinking they would be safe there. Okay, now our, do, let's just stop there for a second. How many Christians think if they just obey, you know, the ones that are talking about Romans 13 and just obey tyranny and we're going to be safe. We're going to be safe under the new world order. We're going to be safe under. No, 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 no. That's the same thing that they thought here, by the way. So let me, let me read this because it's going to be really pertinent to what we're dealing with right now from a spiritual standpoint, okay? Uh, when Jerusalem fell, many of the people were carried away to Babylon, but some of the people fled to Egypt thinking they'd be safe there. Jeremiah warned them. He was a prophet. He warned them not to do this, but many of them went to Egypt anyway, and they took Jeremiah with them against his will, okay? And that's in Jeremiah 42, 
through 43, if you want to look into that. In Isaiah 52, God is promising to call back to the promised land the descendants of those who went down to Egypt. And the command to them is come out from among them. It's also an effective call. So think about this. Now, God is reminding us in this time right now. Okay, how interesting. We fasted. We prayed. There's breakthrough that's happening in the supernatural because the battle's not fought in flesh and blood. It's fought in the supernatural. So we're fasting. We're praying. We're interceding. We're spending time in the secret place. We're going deeper in our faith. We're trusting the Lord with all of our heart. We're leaning not on our own understanding, Right in all our all our ways, we're acknowledging him. He's directing our path. So think about how profound this is. Now he's saying, "Come out from among them." This is so critical, crucial, and important because the church has got to come out of Egypt. If we are living in the fallen system, we're going to fall along with them. But God is is calling his remnant, his ecclesia, his body, whatever you want to call the real followers of Jesus. He's calling us out from among those that are idol worshipers that are doing blasphemous things that are, that are, you know, just, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, think about this, right? Which by the way, how interesting is it that in December, they're actually going to hear Roe versus Wade and arguments against it. Come on. So this is, this is, people have been praying for this for years. Now we don't know how it's going to turn out, but I believe the effective fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much, you know? So we got to be praying and we got to be believing and we got to be standing. Every Christian should be praying for life in America. Could you imagine if Roe v. Wade is overturned? That will take off judgment from our nation, at least in that area. I mean, we've been, we've been slaughtering the innocent. Do you know that more African-American babies are killed in New York every year than that are born? How sick is that? And, you know, they try to say, uh, you know, it's not racist. Well, to me, that's kind of racist. You know, Margaret Sanger, by the way, was a eugenist. You know, I know people are going to, they're probably going to fact check the video just for me saying that. But look, look at the history there. Look at the history there. And so we've been allowing this in our nation for years. And I believe it's brought judgment. And now in December, they're going to actually hear this. So we need to be praying, church. This could be a big game changer. I mean, it's one of the biggest things that, that is really not being talked about very much, even in the church. So the people of Israel, I'm going to continue reading. Sorry, I can't look at the camera are commanded to forsake any idolatrous habits they may have picked up while in Egypt and return to the promised land. At the same time, it is a promise that God will be the one to bring them back when the time is right. Paul quotes this passage from Isaiah in reference to the Corinthian church. Okay, listen to this. This is New Testament now. New Testament. He's, taught, he's taking familiar wording come out from among them, and giving it meaning in a fresh context. Just as the Israelites in exile were put off any idolatry they may have picked up while living in Egypt, so the Corinthian believers are to lay aside the idolatry and sexual immorality that they were steeped in by virtue of living in Corinth. They must be separate from the sin of the world. Are you here? Are you here? <laughs> are you hearing that? This is huge, Okay. The Lord is calling his ecclesia, his church, his body for a time as this to come out from the idolatrous fornication, uh, you know, sexual immorality, lust of the flesh, all the evil stuff of our society. And you could be in Australia or you can be in Israel or you could be in the UK or you could be in New Zealand or you can be anywhere right now, Canada, you can be in the States. 
and listen to this message and it, it, it applies to you. If you are a follower of Yeshua, if you are a believer in Jesus, the King, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he is calling his body to be set apart, to be consecrated. Now listen, you gotta understand, okay, this kind of trips me out a little bit. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just explain why. I have not had an angelic visitation probably in like 20 years, okay? Now, I've had some pretty crazy things happen in my life and my walk with Jesus, but I'm not one of these people that just goes around and falls down if somebody like puts their hand on me. Like, I have to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit that I get slain in the Spirit, okay? I'm one of those guys. Like, I can't, I don't just fall down just to fall down. I'm not a showman, okay? Like, I'm a, I, I keep it real, okay? That's just the way I was raised, okay? I keep it real. And so I can't, I'm not just going to walk into some meeting and fall down, okay? I'm not just going to have a word just for the sake of having a word. I want you to hear this, okay? If I have a word, I receive it basically with fear and trembling. And that's a good fear, by the way. It's a healthy fear of the Lord, okay? When I receive a word from the Lord, it's with fear and trembling. And if I release the word of the Lord, you know, I realize the implications of that, okay? I don't take it lightly. And when I say that I had an angelic visitation, again, I got stabbed when I was 22, what, you know, like almost 23 years old or whatever, many, many years ago, got stabbed nine times, okay? You know, many of you know the story, many of you know the testimony, right? And here I am today, 44 years, so literally it was like half my life ago that I got stabbed. I went into the presence of the Lord. You know, I was like Isaiah, I was undone in the presence of the Lord. I mean, it's a crazy story. It's my Damascus Road encounter experience. That's my testimony. It was an aha moment for me. I obviously realized God is real. I was in his presence. I was in his glory. I'll never forget it. That's a good reason why I'm the man I am today. You know, because I know God is real and I'm here to tell you he's real. And what he's done for me, he'll do for you. And so that's what keeps me going every day is because I had that encounter. And I would highly encourage you, even if you're in Christ and you're saved, if you haven't yet had an encounter, an encounter with Christ is a game changer. It's a game changer. So if you need to go up to the mountaintop by yourself or you need to like somehow go on a retreat or something to get away wherever it is in your prayer closet and, and literally, I would stay there until you have an encounter. You know, ask the Holy Spirit, I wanna encounter you today. I wanna have an encounter because Lord, these times are tough and I know I'm not gonna make it through these times unless I have a real encounter. I don't wanna just say that I believe in you. I wanna encounter you. I want to have a personal relationship with you. This is what we need to do. When he, when he says hunger and thirst for righteousness, we hunger and thirst to have an encounter. I believe the Lord will meet you today. I really believe this because it's true. If we press in and we understand that we are victorious in Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter who's claiming to be president. It doesn't matter what you know ungodly, tyrannical edict that they're trying to put over us. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It matters is that we are in Christ. We are a new creation. We are transformed, not conformed to the things of this world. We will be like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. We will stand. And bowing down to idols, we will stand. That's what God is doing. He's putting together an, a remnant army for a time as this of lions and generals and people that are willing to stand. We're not going to back down. We're not going to grow weary in doing good. We're not going to allow fear to take root in our heart. And now he's saying this word, which I think is so timely and it makes complete sense. He's saying, come out from among them. In other words, we cannot be partaking in the evil things, the church is meant to be consecrated. So, okay, back to my angelic visitation. This is where this all kind of fits in. 
So then a couple weeks back when I was in the fast, literally in the middle of the night, it was a trip. I feel like a tug on my shirt, you know, like this. And it was a very prominent tug. So I, I woke up, at least I think I was awake. And I, I felt the presence of an angel, an angelic being, a messenger angel. Again, I don't just say these things, guys, okay? Like, like I'm willing to take a lie detector on this one, okay? This is legit, okay? I was freaking out. Like, anybody that says, like, they just see an angel and they're like, oh, it's all good. No, you freak out. Like, every time in the Bible when there's an angel that comes, I don't care if it's a, it's a follower of Christ or not, whoever had the encounter with the angel, it always says, like, they were paralyzed in fear because... It's a wild thing. Now, of course, you know, it's not a demon, you, you know, so it's not like you're, you're scared in that manner. But what I'm saying is like, there's still like an awe, like, whoa, oh my goodness, this is happening kind of situation, right? So, okay. So, and that, that angelic visitation that I had, okay, the word was consecrate. Make sure you're consecrated. Tell, tell the people to consecrate. And that word, consecration, you know, and, and that's where the Joel uh, 2 situation came from. And the, and the Second Chronicles 7, I started reading that more and more about consecrating. I even put up a post about it today. Okay, you know, and so here's the thing, guys. You know, I've been thinking about this all because I'm trying to understand, like, God clearly said this. Like, there's a reason why he's saying this. And then last night happens, okay? Then last night, I, I'm getting waking up again. I, last night, I did not have an angelic visitation, but I heard the Holy Spirit speaking, that still small voice speaking to my heart. And the word was come out from among them, come out from among them. So this morning, what I've been doing is just studying and researching what in the world that means, come out from among them. And what I share with you is exactly that. So that's just the context of this. So now I'm going to read this again with that context so that you understand how the Lord is building this. I believe he's building this to give us spiritual direction and instruction on how to operate as the body, as the ecclesia, because he's giving us the tools that we need, not only to get through this time, but to get through it in what? Complete victory. What? So now it's all making sense. Like it's all coming together. So I know there's a lot of things manifesting in the natural right now. I could talk about all the different things with, uh, you know, Arizona and with, you know, all the different things. I'm about to go on a speaking tour again this week. You know, I'm gonna be out in Colorado and different places. I could talk about all these different things. That's not what this is about because today we're talking about the word of the Lord. And if we get ourselves in the right alignment with the Holy Spirit walking in his perfect will, consecrated, set apart, fasting, praying, and I'm going to read in a second that Joel 2 verse, which is super important. See how this all makes sense? So it's the Lord giving us a, a strategy. It's a divine strategy, divine understanding. What is his heart? Obviously, his heart is repentance. Obviously, his heart is for the church to, to get refined, to get, he's coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. He wants a church like the church of Philadelphia, not the church of Laodicea. And in order to get to that place, we have to recognize the idols that we've taken in to our, our fold, to, to the body, idols, idol worship, things that we maybe didn't even realize. When I talk about skinny jeans and fog machines, I'm not trying to mock somebody if you were. Listen, I have friends that wear skinny jeans. I may even happen have a couple of skinny jeans myself. That's not what I mean. What that means is it's a phrase that has meaning to it. And the meaning behind it is that we made it about other things. We, we took the power of Christ. You know, even that song, I, I like the song, I'm a friend of God but I feel like we put God in a box. Like he's our pal, he's our friend. No, he's holy, he's mighty, he's worthy. 
I mean, think about Isaiah chapter 6. When, I, when I, the prophet Isaiah was in the presence of the Lord, what happened? He was undone. He was absolutely undone. And all he could say from being undone and seeing the, the train of his robe that filled the temple, all that he could do was say, send me, I'll go. And that's what God wants our answer to be too. He wants us to say, Lord, send me, I'll go. And when you say that and you come out from among them, and you consecrate yourself and all these things that we've been talking about, what happens is there's an anointing and there's a power and authority that comes on you as a believer that you can't fake. You can't fake. Like there's no faking it, okay? Like it's either there or it's not. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, there's times when I felt like the anointing was not on me and I was like, I hit a wall, okay? And I had to go back and say, Lord, did I do something? To, to upset you? Did I grieve your Holy Spirit? Is there something I need to repent of? And usually the Lord will show me that's a yes, okay? Or something that I'm doing to not have that anointing. So never take the anointing for granted, but it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. So what we see in our nation right now and in the world, in this situation where the globalists, the elites, the deep state, whatever you wanna call them, okay, the dark forces, because the battle is not against flesh and blood, the demonic, that is the spirit of Antichrist that's trying to rise up in the world right now. And that's why we're seeing persecution come to the Christians and the saints in ways that we have not seen in the Western world. And we're seeing a manifestation of the spirit of Antichrist. That is no mistake. That is, that is a, a defining situation for us to understand the lateness of the hour and the timing. But we can defeat this. We're at a moment of decision. It's an if my people moment. We're not, it's not done. We're not defeated yet. We're not in captivity yet. But unfortunately, we've taken uh, some of the idols of this world and we've tried to infuse them into the body and we've taken them on and they become a part of, of our, you know, our whatever you want to call them, rituals or, you know, our lifestyle. Okay. And so God is saying it's time to consecrate, to come out from among them. There's areas that we probably allowed that we shouldn't have. Um, certain things we've embraced that we shouldn't. Certain ideologies, certain thought processes, there's a synchronization that's happened where, you know, uh, some of these uh, different ideologies that have tried to infiltrate the church have tried to synchronize and bring in elements of new age, bring in other things to synchronize. That is not holy. That is not of the Lord. We have to stay true to what the word of God says, and we have to come out from that. We have to be the example, not them influencing us. We're meant to be the salt and the light. Does that make sense? So I'm gonna bring this home here in a second, but let me read this again because I think it's super important. So Isaiah 52, 11 speaks of the Israelites who were returning from exile in Egypt when Jerusalem fell. Many of the people were carried away into Babylon, but some of them fled to Egypt thinking they would be safe there, okay? This is where the problem is. Many people think if I just allow a little compromise, I need to be relevant, I need to be relevant. Yeah, that is messing up the church, okay? That need, that desire, that want to be relevant. Christ is relevant. He is enough. His gospel message is enough, okay? Jesus is enough. We don't need to try to be like MTV or whoever you're trying to be like this week, okay? We do not need to do that. He is enough. So listen, the people are looking for realness. They're looking for truth. They're looking for truth, okay? They want the truth and we have the answer, we have the answer to all the problems of this hour right now. We have the answer. It's available to us. Think of how amazing that is. It's available to us right now. Hallelujah. So the people of Israel commanded to forsake any idolatrous habits 
They may have picked up while in Egypt and returned to the promised land. That's what we need. We want to return to the promised land. We want to have the promised land for the ecclesia of the church. I believe it's a great harvest, unlike anything we have ever seen. I believe it's America returning back to our roots or whatever nation that you're in, turning back to righteousness, turning back to the truth that the church would be the head and not the tail, that we would not cower, that we would not back down, that we would preach the entirety of the word of God, even if it's not popular, because guess what? It's the truth that sets the captive free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Leading up to 2 Corinthians six seventeen, Paul tells them, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Verse 14, we often apply this to a believer marrying an unbeliever, but it has much wider application. In the context, the Corinthian church, it seems to have to do with participating in idolatry. Idolatry. So what we need to do is we need to search our hearts as the ecclesia, as the body of Christ. Search our hearts and say, Lord, are there idols that we have allowed in? Is there leaven that we have allowed in? Is there unrighteousness that we've allowed to synchronize with our Christian faith? Because, Lord, we want to turn our hearts back to you. Hallelujah. We want to repent. We want to reconcile. We want to turn back to you because we know that's the real recipe for revival. And we have a desire for our nation not only to be saved, but to be better than ever before. Lord God, turn us back to our first love, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What a powerful word, right? Let me just read one more thing here, and then I'll let you guys go. And I hope that, the, that you're getting something from this. And please write me, uh, if you have any questions, todd.coconado at rlcus.org. I'm going to read from that Joel scripture that I keep talking about in Joel 2. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Okay, this is Joel 2, 15 through 17. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and nursing babies. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach that the nation should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? They shouldn't. They shouldn't because people should know the God that we serve. He's the God who sits on the throne of glory, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We are anointed and appointed for an hour as this. We are equipped. We have all the tools in our toolbox and we are set up for success. All we need to do is answer the call and say the words, Lord, send me, I'll go. And God is gonna move on our behalf. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So the word of the Lord today, come out from among them. Listen, I don't care what you've done in your past, and neither does the Lord. I have a very, very messed up past from 22, age 22 and under. I was a rebel. I was in the world. I was a partier, okay? I did all kinds of awful things until the Lord got a hold of my life. He changed me. He set me free, and he made me a new man. I'm a new creation. The old man has passed away. And for the last 20, what, 22 years, I guess, I've been living in Christ. Man, it's like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. Now, I, I knew Christ as a kid. Don't get me wrong. I went to church as a kid. But I'm talking about when I was really living for Christ. Okay, really living for Christ. He got a hold of my life and he changed me. Doesn't matter what you've done. Some people think if they got a divorce, they're too dirty. No, you're not. Some people think if you got an abortion, you're too dirty. No, you're not. Some people think if you're a cutter, you know, or, you know, you've had suicidal thoughts, you've attempted suicide. None of that 
is anything that the Lord is gonna judge you for. What the Lord wants you to do, and I don't care what you've done, okay? There's only one unforgivable sin, and that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You can look into what that means. But everything else, God is gonna forgive you if you repent and you turn from your wickedness and from your sin. And by the way, I had to do the exact same thing. And the Bible says, die to your flesh daily. So don't think that you're not good enough or you're not Christian enough or you're not holy enough. When I walked into the church for the first time, Church on the Way in Van Nuys, California, when I was super young, okay, and I walked into that church, I thought a lightning bolt was gonna strike me. <laughs> and now I'm friends with all the people that were in the ministry there and, and we're all pastors and friends together. Look what God has done in my life. It's amazing. And he'll do the same for you. He'll do the same for you. And so we are a living testimony. Testimony is so powerful. God wants to do something in our nation, in our world. I believe that we're at a very important moment of decision right now. We're at an if my people moment, but God is giving us divine wisdom and strategy. And if we do these things and we call upon the name of the Lord, I believe the Lord is gonna intervene on our behalf. And it goes back to that Psalm 64 decree. I believe something is coming. It's a suddenly, don't lose hope. Don't lose focus. Don't grow weary in doing good. Stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope and a future. If you receive that word, shout from the rooftops wherever you're at right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We receive your word today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel his presence in this office right now. I feel his glory. And what we're going to do to seal this today is we're going to pray now and invite the Holy Spirit to seal this in our heart that we can understand what he's speaking in his word. So let's do that right now. Lord, as we pray to you today, we have friends in New York City that can't even get into the places to eat because they don't have a, a V, Lord God, and a passport. Uh, we know people that can't travel to the States right now because they haven't taken the V. Lord God, jobs are in jeopardy. Families are being uh, disrupted. Lord, it seems like a dire situation in our world. But Lord, you are the hope of glory, Lord God. And we thank you for dying on the cross for our sins and our transgressions. And we believe today that you are our hope, Lord Jesus. And so we come to you humbly today, asking you to move on our behalf, that what's been done in darkness will be brought to the light in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. And I pray that you would minister to each and every person listening to this broadcast today, that you'd minister to them, you'd encourage them today, you'd strengthen them in their faith, that they'd go deeper in you, Father God. And I'm so thankful for who you are, Lord Jesus. You are a good good father. And, and Lord God, I believe you have many good things ahead. Despite the calamity, Lord God, your word for the remnant is complete victory. I believe it. We walk in it. We say, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would bless each and every person listening, that you just give them a great blessed day and a great blessed week, and that they would hear and that this word would be sealed in all of our hearts, that we'd understand it, and we would have additional revelation in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this important broadcast. Do me a huge favor. Share, share, share. Facebook is trying to censor. Uh, our, our views are down and, you know, all these different things. I don't know why, but they hate what I have to say. I guess we do know why because the battle is not against flesh and blood. And we're speaking life and we're speaking truth and the enemy is mad, but he will not stop the word of the Lord. So please, please share if you can. Share, share, share. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bless you guys. I'd love to hear from you and uh, hopefully we'll talk soon. Okay, have a great rest of the day. God bless you.